0: Welcome to Shadow Work. What the fuck? If you've been thinking, uh, what the fuck is Shadow Work and how does it help me, you're in the right place. This is your go to podcast that will answer all your questions as well as give you the tools to dig into your shadow so you can set yourself free from the bullshit holding you back and finally start manifesting that juicy as fuck life I know you've been dreaming of. I'm your host, Caitlin Hosking, the Shadow Work Queen and coach to fierce as fuck women who want to heal their shit so they can drop the self sabotage and take control of their futures. I know shadow work can feel a little bit scary, so if you're new here, don't stress. I'm here to demystify the spook and bring some fun to the heavy. So get ready to learn, cry, laugh, and finally understand why the fuck you do what you do so you can quit playing small and start manifesting those big dreams. So without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hello, hello, my love, and welcome to this episode of Shadow Work What The Fuck. Today, we are chatting all things self-trust. And the reason I wanted to bring in self-trust today is because it's such a core component of us being able to move through our life and feel really safe to be ourselves, to make decisions, to follow our intuition, all of those sorts of things. And when I speak to women, one of the one of the biggest ways I find that they get into a bind in the way that I used to get myself into a bind was I was following whatever else wanted for me or what they thought was the best decision. And so I would always end up in a situation of it didn't work out for me, it wasn't for me, it didn't actually give me that sense of wholeness that I was really looking for or that sense of satisfaction. And then I also blamed them and I gave my power away to the person who I was like, well, seemingly this is your problem because you told me to do it. And it becomes kind of this, it's almost like an unfair game. <laughs> like you're blaming the person and they're trying to help you when, if we just took responsibility and said, you know what, this is what feels good for me and followed that we would be able to keep the power to ourselves. And also when we're actually trusting ourselves 99% of the time, it feels a hundred times better anyway. Yeah. So this is a really core cool component of doing shadow work as well, because the one of the main reasons that we don't trust ourselves, well, we don't want to trust ourselves and our intuition is because it does trigger the ego and the shadows. So I'll get into that in a little bit as well. So what we're going to go over today are some of the signs that you don't trust yourself, why we don't have self-trust, ways we make it even harder for ourselves to have self-trust, uh, why it really can help us and how to build it using shadow work. I also have a little thing for you guys at the end. And if you want to learn more about that, then make sure you stay tuned. Amazing. So let's get into it. Signs that you don't trust yourself. Number one, you seek assurance from others rather than tuning into how you feel. So you have a decision to make and you go, okay, I'm going to call 10 of my friends and I'm going to ask what they think and what their opinion is and how they feel about it rather than just taking a moment and taking a breath, feeling your body and go, well, how do I feel about it? And bringing that curiosity. Number two, you procrastinate on making commitments. You know, you've got a big decision to make and you're like, oh, I'll do it next week. (laughs) I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it another time. And it's constant like just pushing, pushing things back. This can also come in, in like putting things out there. So in business, a lot of the time, if we have a new program or a new offering or something like that, we keep waiting to like launch that to the public because We don't trust ourselves in doing that, in holding that. You overestimate the perspective of others and undervalue your own. So this is taking on other people's word as more important than your own. Number four. You ruminate on what could have been if you had made different decisions. This is huge. This is where... We stay up way too late thinking about all the things that we could have and maybe would have done differently and waste way too much time in our present life thinking about all of those things. Number five, you compare your choices to others You look at your friend, your sister, your parents, society, all these people around you, and you're constantly looking at what they decided for themselves and their lives and then measuring up, did you make a good enough decision? Essentially, you're measuring your worthiness at the root of that. You're measuring your worthiness based on your decisions, based on how other people make their decisions. It's like, well, am I good enough? Did I do a good enough job? Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) The next one, two to go. You don't believe you have made the right choice unless you get that external validation. So just say you've made that choice and you're waiting and waiting and waiting. And you're like, oh, no one's bought the thing. No one's told me I've done a good job. No one's praising me. I must have made the wrong decision. And if someone does give you that validation, you're like, yes, I've done it. I've made the right decision. (laughs) And the final one, you experience a lot of guilt after making a decision and you always fear that you did make the wrong decision. This is, even when you purchase something, there's a thing called buyer's remorse. And when you purchase something, you're just sitting there going, oh my God, should I have got the other thing? Should I have worked with the other person? Should I have got the other pair of shoes? Did I do the wrong thing? What happens if all the money runs out now? What happens if people think I'm irresponsible? It's just like this overwhelming sensation of all the things and all the thoughts that come up for you once you've actually committed to something as well. So these are some of the signs that are pointing to, I don't really trust myself. Yeah, And the the most obvious way that we start trusting ourselves is backing the decisions that we make. Because at the end of the day, we are solely responsible for the decisions and choices that we make, which is why they are so terrifying. Because we're like, but what will people think if I make the wrong one? And this is where shadow work is so important. So why we don't have self-trust? Well, we're actually not taught to trust ourselves at all. (laughs) Like when we go to school, we are taught we either have the right answer or the wrong answer. And as children, we're not discerning enough to realize that that isn't everything in life. And so we're moving through school and we put a hand up and go, miss, this is, you know, two plus two equals three. And they're like, no, you're wrong okay, so we're always constantly needing that feedback from people during school years, which is our like most important years of growth and cognitive development, brain development. And that's what we're taught. We're taught that elders or you know, people who are older than us are wiser than us. So they must have better decision making skills. So, so we should turn to them, in order for them to tell us what we should do next. Society is very based on black and white and what's normal and not normal, what people should do and shouldn't do. Societal standards are get married, wipe a good fence, have a secure job, have a family, settle down, go traveling a couple times a year, maybe. And that's it. And once you've done that, like tick, tick, But inside of you, maybe you want to go and travel and see the world or you don't want to just have one job and you want to do all these things that aren't in society. But when you go and tell someone that they project their fear onto you and go, oh, no, but, you know, you need a secure job, you need a secure income, you need all of those things. So you start second guessing yourself, especially if you're getting enough feedback that you're not making the right decision. So all of these things keep coming up and we just take it to mean I can't trust myself to make the right decision because everyone else is telling me it's wrong. We also fear going against what other people say for us because one of the most basic core human fears is rejection because rejection is abandonment. Abandonment is danger. Danger to the ego is bad news. (laughs) And so... If we're at the root of this, just deeply afraid of rejection based on our decisions, we are going to keep manipulating those decisions based on how we perceive other people perceiving us. It's a bit of a tongue tie. (laughs) But what I'm really saying here is we are regulating in general, especially if you listen to the people pleaser episode and you resonate with being a people pleaser. You're going to really regulate yourself based on others' perspectives. And so it's going to be even harder to make decisions and to build that self-trust because there's this constant fear of people rejecting you, of telling you that you're wrong or you're bad or you shouldn't do that. And the scariest part is that if you do make the decision and you follow through and the whole thing falls apart, where does that leave you? And your mind goes, can I handle that? What are the things that are going to come from that? And in your body, fear. Just like pure fear, anxiety, overwhelm. And we go, fuck it. I'm just not going to make a decision. It feels way too hard. So I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to call all my friends, get them to make the decision. I'm going to follow what they say. I'm going to follow what mom, dad, society says. If I end up unhappy, too bad. It's not my fault. I can blame them. That's not what we're thinking at the time. <laughs> but we feel a lot safer in that unconsciously. Like this is not a conscious thing most of the time. And the other piece here, and I want to bring the shadow work piece now. Our intuition can go against our egoic persona. So... Our intuition, for, let's go with a relationship. Your your intuition is saying this relationship isn't right for you. But there's nothing wrong with the relationship. Like you're not fighting a lot. It's not abusive. It's, it's nothing like that. It doesn't really make sense as to why you should leave that relationship. But your, your intuition is just like you should go, you should go, you should go. But when you think of that you get really triggered and you're like, and you get all the anxiety and your, your persona or your ego is being triggered because it's like, what happens if I leave and I never find anyone else again? Because at a core, I don't think I'm good enough to find anything better than this. So these shadow pieces around being good enough, Around being seen in all of your mess is a concern that you won't be able to get that met again. Maybe you're someone who's always in a relationship and it feels unsafe. I don't know if I can be alone. I don't know how I'll do being isolated. Can I handle that? All of this stuff is really being triggered just from your intuition going ding, 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 you should leave. Or another one I want to start a business. And immediately your mind's like, you can't do that. What will people think? You're going to have to leave your job. People might not like you. And so it's going against what your current persona and the things that you are living in your life. And because it goes against that, we find it really hard to trust ourselves because we're like, well, why would trusting myself feel so scary? Why would my intuition trigger so much fear within me? Shouldn't it be like flowy and easy to follow? It's like, no. (laughs) No, because it's generally going against your own standards that you're currently living in and societal standards. Or what you think is possible for you. And so we ignore it. And again, cycle around needing everyone else to tell us what to do, ending up unhappy again. Or things not working out because we listen to someone else. The thing I notice the most in my life is when I listen to other people, it never works out the way I wanted it to. Never feels good. Nothing. But when I make that choice and I follow through on what I wanted, it feels really exciting. And even when it doesn't work out, I feel really proud of myself for giving it a crack. That's the biggest difference and And that's what builds that self-trust is how we feel when we follow through and we're like, wow, I actually listened to myself and I did it and I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still holding myself. So we build and we build and we build. And the ways that we really make it harder to do this is (laughs) we do this thing where we essentially like subconsciously are sabotaging ourselves from even building self-trust and this is the ego's way of sabotaging us so we don't ever get into a place where it currently believes we will be rejected and abandoned so one of its favorite ways of doing this is setting really audacious goals and it's fine to set audacious goals but when we don't have the self-trust and we set these really outrageous goals And then they're basically impossible to, to meet. So we set them, get really excited and then realize we've set the bar way too high and we can't do any of it. And so we do nothing. And then we go, I knew I couldn't trust myself. I knew I wouldn't follow through. I knew I was just lazy, whatever the story is there. And so we go back. Oh, I need someone else to set my goal. I need someone else to help me. I need someone else to hold me accountable. Whereas if we actually start to set small goals that make a big one eventually, but we start with really tiny, small goals. We build self-trust every time we follow through. And the small things matter. I've talked about this so many times. We want to do the big things. We want to go out and build the business, make the money, change career, move overseas, relationships, all the things. We want the big thing. But for many of us, we're not doing the small things on a day to day basis that tells our brain that we can back ourselves and we can follow through with our words. We think it doesn't matter. We think it doesn't matter that we said we would go for a walk and we don't do it. We're like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Like it's not related to my big goal. But what you do in one area, you tend to do in all areas. So how many times do you not follow through on the small things and you also don't follow through on the bigger things? So look at in where in your life you're out of integrity with what you want And that doesn't have to be, and what, like when I say integrity, I don't mean you said something six months ago and you have to keep doing it when it's making you fucking miserable. No, I mean integrity with you, where you're at, your intuition. And if your current thing is, I want to eat healthier, I want to make my bed every day and I want to go for a walk, where do you convince yourself that that doesn't matter? Where do you convince yourself you'll put it off until later? And if you start nailing those small things and doing the small things, your self-trust is going to go up and up and up. And then you're going to start taking those big leaps. You're going to feel excited to do it as well. Why this can really help us is so many of us just say, I want to live authentically to myself. But we don't really know what that means or what that looks like. And so we take examples from other people's lives and what appears to make them happy. However, there's this piece of not listening to ourselves and not thinking about it all the way through. And so we start building these lives based on what we see everyone else do and ending up feeling unhappy because we weren't listening to our core essence in our bodies the whole time. And so if you want an authentic life, you can take evidence from other people's and go, okay, she has this amazing house and lives on the beach. Let's take a moment. Is that, is that what I want? Hmm. Yeah, that feels really exciting. Okay, I'm going to work towards that. Or, actually, I don't give a fuck about living on the beach. I don't even want a house. I just want to travel. That feels so exciting. That feels so expansive. And let's just take a moment. If you're in the car, please don't shut your eyes. If you are not in the car and you can shut your eyes, just shut your eyes. You can still do it if you can't shut your eyes. Anyway, at some point. So take a moment. Take a big breath. <sighs> Let your whole body just relax for a moment. I want you to think about something you don't like. It might be your food. It might be the way someone treats you or how someone treats other people. Notice how that feels in your body. Do you notice a contraction in your throat? A strap that feels like it's pulling around your torso or your solar plexus. Does it feel like your body is caving in or opening? Just notice how you feel when you don't like something. Now, I want you to think of your favorite memory. Something that makes you so happy. You can see it. You can taste it. Notice what happens in your body when you bring yourself into that space. Do you feel calm? More open, more expansive? And coming back and opening your eyes. That's how you start to build self-trust. Do that when you have a decision to make. When you're wondering, should I go this way or should I go that way? Look at the end result as well. Okay. Because... We sometimes go, I want this thing. And then we start looking at all the steps we have to take towards it and we shit our pants (laughs) and it feels like a contraction again. And that's because the shadow work needs to be done to clear out the things that are creating those contractions and stopping you from moving forward. But look at the thing that you think you desire and feel in, close your body and put yourself there. Imagine it. How does your body respond? Does it feel like a big expansion or does it feel like a contraction? It can also help because when we're taking these steps to trust ourselves, we get that sense of backing ourselves and being able to hold ourselves. And as we build that, it builds our self-worth and our self-esteem. It helps us let go and take bigger risks we're so afraid to take bigger risks because we are afraid of people abandoning us or judging us or treating us badly. But the main reason we're afraid of that is because we don't think we can treat ourselves or hold ourselves well enough in that. And it's going to be so painful that we will die. And as we learn to take the bigger risk and back ourselves, we can take a step back and, And really feel, wow, I did that for myself. I'm really proud of myself. And ultimately, that's what we want. Think about, okay, what is it that, what are the decisions in my day-to-day life that I can start to really back myself on? What are the small things and follow through Maybe start like a little jar or something like that or a thing on your phone of all the times that you said you'll do something and you followed through and make it so small. And then start to think of, and this is where we can bring the shadow work piece. Okay, what are the things that I want to do but I'm not committing to or I'm not following through with? Why am I afraid of that? What What am I most afraid of there? Am I afraid of failure? Am I afraid of success that I can't handle it? Why don't I think I can handle it? Am I afraid of what my brother or boyfriend or partner or whatever will say? And you start to pull those pieces out and that's what you can work with. And as you work with them, go, okay, now that's cleared and integrated. What action do I need to take? And then you take the action. And when you see the result, you can... Again, feel wow, I did that for myself. And the other beautiful piece here is that the more you're building your self-trust, when things don't turn out in the way you thought they would, which they don't always, even when we're following our intuition, it's not that they don't, they always do, but in in a lot of moments, you're second-guessing it and you're like, oh my god, I think I've made a terrible mistake. And We don't see in that moment how this is all going to work out for us. But when you have that self-trust there, even though your mind might be freaking out and you're getting all the triggers come up, there is still a sense of, and I'm going to be okay. I don't have to see how it's all working out right now to know that it's going to be okay. That is, it's such a gift being able to do that because shit hits the fan, And instead of running to everyone else or needing to numb our feelings or doing all those things, we can still do them if we choose. But on the inside, it's like, I've got this because I've got me. And fuck, babe, like anything. You can literally do anything after that. And that's why self-trust is so important. So lots of lots of goodies in this make sure you've written some things down because yeah these are these are all things that we can really start to build on and one of the most important lessons that i take a lot of my clients through is learning to trust them over me always because it's their life and if they want to if you want to live your most authentic full exciting life it's actually what's exciting to you. I don't know what's exciting to you. I don't know what feels good for you. You know that. That's why you're your most powerful resource. So listen and learn and fuck it up and know that even when you're fucking it up, you're learning. So it's all good. (laughs) All right. For the women who are listening and you want to build self-trust, And you know that you need to do things really fucking differently. I have an experience for you. It's a two-hour experience. I'm not giving you any details. It's called the leap. Just like a leap of faith. And if you're feeling the pull and you're ready to step in a whole new way of being, then check out the link in the show notes. And take a leap of faith and see what happens. See what happens. And if you're not sure and your mind is like, oh my God, do I need that? It doesn't have details. What about this? Go back to that exercise that we did earlier in the episode. Close your eyes. Feel. Take a breath. Does that feel exciting to do that? Does it feel like what I need right now? Does it feel expansive to step into something really unknown? Or does it feel like it's going to overload me and it's too much? This is an opportunity for you to trust yourself. And I'm offering an experience for the woman who knows that this is for her. That's it, my love. Please leave a review if you've loved this episode. Let me know what you've learned. Send me a message on Instagram screenshot share with a friend who you think could really use this and I will chat to you all on the next episode